You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Welcome back to Stage Door Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, talking to musical theatre performer Sabrina Kirkham, we would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, the traditional custodians of this land on which we work, live and record, and recognise their continuing connection to land, water and community. We pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Tori, take it away with the bulletin. We have some exciting news coming in from the Great White Way. Broadway will officially begin reopening in September this year and will officially be requiring patrons to both wear a mask and provide proof of full vaccination in order to enter all 41 Broadway theatres. This will also apply to performers, backstage crew and theatre staff. We absolutely love this. In some sad news, a few big shows coming to Australia have sadly been postponed and rescheduled, including Opera Australia's production of Phantom of the Opera, which has been rescheduled for 2022 both in Sydney and in Melbourne, with no new dates currently. Jagged Little Pill, which was due to commence in September this year, has also been postponed, also with no new dates set. And Six has postponed their Queensland season until February 2023, and they are now set to begin their tour at the Sydney Opera House in December 2021. If you're in Brisbane, don't forget to buy tickets to the Queensland Conservatorium's fresh new take on the musical theatre classic, Grease. This is truly an electrifying show, and you may even spot our very own Eliza in the cast. The show is on from the 9th to the 14th of August. So head to www.queenslandconservatorium.com.au slash Greece for more information. We did want to take a quick moment before jumping into the episode to give a quick update about the Mitchell Old Company's 2021 production of Heathers. They were set to open tonight, but sadly have been postponed. So some information in this episode is a tad outdated. But in good news, they have officially been rescheduled to February 2022 and also have an extended run, including Sabrina Kirkham continuing in the role as Heather Chandler. Tickets are on sale now from the 8th of February to the 5th of March. Head over to mitchellold.com.au for more information. All right, Eliza, back over to you. Sabrina Kirkham is an emerging performer from Sydney who is currently about to star as Heather Chandler in Mitchell Old Company's production of Heathers. She was also most recently seen in We Will Rock You and Mamma Mia with Pac-Man Productions. Sabrina completed her Bachelor of Music in Music Theatre at the Australian Institute of Music and then went on to train at the Hub Studio for a year, completing the Actors Ensemble course. Sabrina has also recently been accepted into the Stella Adler Academy of Performing Arts in LA, where the likes of Mark Ruffalo and Holland Taylor have trained. Please welcome to the mic, Sabrina. Hello, thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for coming on today. How are you? I'm good. I'm a bit nervous. (laughs) (laughs) I've never done a podcast before, so this is my first time. Uh, (laughs) How exciting. You are totally fine. You're seriously the most chill thing ever, so don't don't even stress um yeah, no I'm excited <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but um how are you we obviously you are Sydney based so you and I are like are currently still in lockdown in the past um but what have you been what have you been doing to like stay active and you know what have you been doing to keep yourself entertained during lockdown 
Um, I've been going for walks every day, definitely, um, just to get out of the house and to clear my mind. Um, otherwise, I go a little bit insane. And I'm trying to go for runs. I'm not a runner at all, but I'm trying to get better at that. Oh, I feel you. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's good for you. Um, yeah. 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 I'm trying. I've downloaded this app called um, Couch to 5K, I think it's called. Oh, yeah. And um, it, like, trains you to run and you do, like, intervals. So yeah. that's been really helpful. Um, yeah. And before lockdown, I saw a few musicals, which was really good. I saw Fun Home, Frozen, Hamilton, and American Psycho. And they were oh, all okay. oh, so different, but so good. Um, so, yeah, I'm really glad I got to see them all before lockdown happened again. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, just watching Netflix. I watched, I've been binge watching Younger. Oh, sorry. It's oh, on Stan. Yeah. I think it's on Stan. Younger. Yeah, Younger. Yes. Sutton oh, we Foster. love Younger. Hilary Duff. Who doesn't love a Sutton Foster, Foster yeah. moment? <laughs> love them. So, yeah, and I love Charles. Babe, he's such a babe. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Agreed. Um, yeah, and just listening to podcasts as well. Obviously, you guys. And I've been listening to <laughs> uh, um, this girl I know. Her name's Lucy Neville. Um, I used to sing with her. And now she's got a podcast with the Mamma Mia girls. Um, it's called The Undone Podcast. And it's like for girls in their 20s just navigating life. And I find that really oh, interesting awesome. to listen to. So, yeah. Yeah, sounds great. I really love give that a listen. I really love those um, kind of yeah, those podcasts are kind of like based around just life and just navigating life. There's not necessarily any particular topic to it because like you so often. I was listening to one recently. I now cannot for the life of me think of what it was called, Um, but it was just like talking about like some of the situations. Um, like when you are in your twenties that I kind of went, Oh, for the longest time I thought that was just me. But it's yeah. nice to know that I'm not the only one who just mm. does not how know how to adult because it is totally. something that we have to learn. Yeah, no one teaches exactly. That. No. No, they don't. <laughs> and they should. Yeah. Someone needs to do a, a musical theatre podcast about um navigating theatre in your twenties. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And on the note, I guess, of theatre, what has actually brought you into the world of theatre and musical theatre? I've always just adored theatre and music and I feel like it's just fallen into place in my life. Um, I started with doing Australian Girls Choir when I was six and I loved it and I stayed with them all the way till the end of high school and I like would skip school sports so I could do choir and, and just do that kind of stuff. And I think like by being in the choir, I realized how much I love being on stage and we got to perform at the Opera House every year, which was amazing. And I'd have these moments on stage realizing, wow, I love this. And then we got to perform on the Oprah show. And when she came to Sydney with like Hugh Jackson, Olivia Newton-John, like, oh my God, so cool. Um, (laughs) I didn't get a car, but it was cool. That's like the biggest flex <laughs> ever. Just, yeah, I was on the, like, you just yeah, don't, don't tell them how old you were. Nothing. Just, yeah, I, I was on the Oprah show. Yeah, it was a good, like, 10 years ago, at least. But anyway, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's um, but yeah, so choir definitely, like, started the love. Um, and then I just did all the school musicals. And I was lucky enough to go to America with my school choir. Um, and we got to sing in um, the Empire State Building and we went to Times Square wow. and I was just like in heaven seeing all the Broadway posters and everything. Um, <gasps> of course. Yeah. And then, yeah, my singing teacher, um, 
was Chantelle Stratton all through high school and she taught at AIM and so she introduced yeah. me to AIM and I went to see their musical one year which was how to succeed in business without really trying oh, yeah. and um, I went to the open day and I just thought oh where do I sign up this is amazing I remember thinking it was like fame the, the musical yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was so amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just I auditioned and I got in and, yeah, that's how it happened, I guess. And then the rest is history. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Oh, we're all AIM alumni. How cute. I love that. Yeah. I feel like everyone has that um, <laughs> moment when I, either it's... Um, I had my fame moment when I went to performing arts high school um, mm. when I was like, so we all going to, like, get up at lunchtime and just, like, start, like, jamming? Is that how it... <laughs> We actually did Is that, that how though, it works. <laughs> yeah, no, that happens at AIM. I think um I think we were a little bit hated at AIM. I think music theater was a little oh, bit yeah. hated at AIM just because we enjoyed ourselves so much and were singing and doing stuff obnoxious. all the time. A little bit obnoxious, oh, yeah. but also like you can't help it when you're training with so many other phenomenal phenomenally talented people there's just like not enough hours in the day to like take advantage of being with all these other amazing talented human beings yeah exactly so you are currently in rehearsals for heathers which at the release of this episode will be opening tonight how are you feeling like what's been going on has did lockdown affect you guys at all how how are you feeling going into it um currently in lockdown i'm a little bit nervous um obviously because we can't rehearse in person right now, um, but I'm really yeah. excited for the show. It's still happening. It's not cancelled. It's not postponed so far. So I'm really excited just to show everyone what we've been working on for the past few months. It's going to be amazing if we actually get to perform it. Um, but, yeah, lockdown's been pretty hard because we just finished blocking the show just before lockdown happened. So we were just about to start doing all the run-throughs and adding all the extra things like props and the set and, you know, all the tech stuff. Yeah. Um, so we've each had to do a two hour one-on-one zoom session with the music director, which was really great. And we sang through the whole show and he helped us, you know, individually with that. So that was really helpful. Um, and we've done a whole read through of the script over zoom with the whole cast and talked about their characters and intentions and objectives and all that stuff. And then we had to submit videos of ourselves dancing in our living rooms, which was hilarious because <laughs> it's just funny that seeing everyone's videos of themselves, like just in their trackies at home, <laughs> practicing. Yeah. In their tiny little living rooms, you know, like running into your couch. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no, it's definitely been a bit of a challenge. And like, I'm just trying to keep up my fitness and, and like my singing fitness. That's not a word, but, um, no, I get it. Yeah. Your stamina, like your, your stamina. singing stamina, because it's it's quite a intense show. Yeah, yeah, and you you have to sing and dance so much, especially Heather Chandler at the same time, yeah. and you still vocally deliver when you're like kicking up to the sky. So yeah. it must be pretty. Um, like right now, I guess it's just more maintaining what what you've had previous to lockdown. Yeah, I'm just trying not to let the ball drop, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Heather Chandler's basically on stage for pretty much all of act one so obviously I come off a bit but um yeah I mean a lot so which is great but um yeah definitely realized during rehearsals that I need to be more fit so show fit you know so yeah just trying to work on that definitely and I mean how was the 
the audition process for Heather's? Was it like kind of that whole new wave of video auditions or was it in person? How did you go about auditioning for the role? Uh, it was actually in person. Um, oh, wow. It was a few months ago <laughs> now. Um, but it all happened really quickly for me. Like I found out about the auditions only a, a couple of days before they happened. And oh. so I signed up. I like I was like, yes, I'm definitely going to sign up for this one. Um, I was so excited just to do an in-person <laughs> audition. Um, and so I remember the audition was on a Saturday night and then I sang two songs from the show to the panel and they asked if we were all free um, for a call back on the Wednesday night, that like in a few days' time. And we all said yes and then we all did a dance call and there was only three of us in a group at a time, so you really okay. had nowhere to hide, like, it was so intimidating. <laughs> I'm, I'm a singer who can move. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, a dance call. A dance call with only three people. That's, like, I feel like the smallest number I've had was recently and it was, like, eight people. That was, like, ugh. Yeah. Like, really got to give it people. your all. Yeah. So you had to know the Cory. Um, but it was too big fun. So you could kind of, you know, act drunk and do all the oh, fun yeah. acting stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that was fun. And then, yeah, so I got a call on the Monday night, like literally two days later, from Mitchell Old, the producer, director, and he offered me the role of Heather Chandler, and I cried <gasps> a lot of happy tears, and I, like, couldn't sleep oh. that night. I was so excited, and I, I honestly just couldn't believe this was happening to me. I, I went home to my roommate, and I was like, "This, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be Heather Chandler, like, what the hell? This didn't yeah. happen. <laughs> so, because yeah. was this a was was it a dream role for you to play Heather Chandler one day? Had yeah. it been on your horizons? Definitely. Um, I remember yeah. I saw the Heather's productions at the Hayes and at the Opera House like five years ago. Yeah, and I remember watching them and thinking, "Oh my gosh, they are so amazing! I want to be in this show. <laughs> love this! Show. I just fell in love with the whole thing." Yeah, um, and I really admired. Lucy Maunder, who played Heather Chandler, and and the whole mm. cast, really. Um, so, yeah, it's just a dream come true. I really am so excited. I hope I can do it. But, um, yeah, you will. You will, hands down. And, yeah, <laughs> honestly, everyone in the in the team is so lovely. Like, it's such a highlight of my week to go and see them all. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I think currently at this point in time the cases are – not when we'd want them to be, but they have gotten better. I am very look. If your show doesn't go on, my show won't be going on. So yeah. I'm I'm touching with that your show is going on. Yeah, you so too. That we can both <laughs> <laughs> so that we can both do shows, um, and continuing those good vibes. What's your favorite part of performing one of the most iconic roles, not only in music theater but just in pop culture? And have you encountered any challenges along the way? Um. Well, first of all, I just love playing Heather because she's so different to me. Um, she's the mythic bitch and the cool girl <laughs> and the villain. And that's just so fun. So, so fun being her. Yeah. Um, I'm just really enjoying that. Um, and it's quite funny to me, actually, because a lot of people have said that they think that Heather Chandler's a perfect role for me. And now that I've done my <laughs> homework on her, that sounds so vain. No, but... I actually don't think we're similar at all. <laughs> like I was never in the popular group at school. Yeah. And like, I hope I'm not a bitch. Like I'm, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't think you would want to be the same as her. No, not at all. <laughs> but um, 
yeah, I don't know. It's just great playing her. She's so much fun. It's so fun playing around. Um, yeah. Just with the differences and, and similarities between the both of us. Um, yeah, with the challenges, I guess, to be honest, I have, like, doubted myself and wondered why the creative team chose me of all people. There were so many amazingly talented people that auditioned that I that I knew of, let alone, I'm sure there were lots of people I didn't even hear about that auditioned. Mm. And I would have been happy to be in the ensemble because, let me tell you, there's no small roles. Like, everyone's so busy, <laughs> which is great. Um, yes. But, yeah, to be, like, the title role of the show is just mind-blowing. And, yeah, it's a dream come true. And I just have to give myself pep talks and believe in myself and tell myself that I deserve this and that I am good enough to play her. So yeah, that's, that is a little challenge, I guess, just like being confident and being sure of myself. Yeah. And I guess telling yourself that like your, um, you auditioned for this and so did a lot of other people and the production team have chosen you and that's in itself to bring you confidence to go, yes, people believe in me and they know that I can do this, so I can do it. Yeah, Yeah. that definitely makes me feel better. Yeah. I feel like I'm definitely hearing a lot of, because whether or not um, our listeners or you, Sabrina, know this, um, Eliza was Veronica a couple of years ago in a production. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. This sounds very similar. What you're saying, Sabrina, just like the doubting yourself. I I feel like that happens to everyone. I feel like I've never met a performer who, especially in rehearsals, I find once the show starts, that's when you kind of go, right, like this, this. yes, this is fine. And I was meant for this. Um, But in the rehearsal process, you really have a lot of times of going, why? Like, especially Mm. when you're with so many other talented people. um, I think it's because it's such a pop culture hit. And you feel like, um, I think it's because these roles are so iconic and people have done them so many times and that people have a certain expectation when they walk into the show that whereas some of the shows, they won't walk in and be like, you have to be exactly like this vision of what I want you to be. And I think it's breaking the idea of what you think everyone wants you to be and then being what you think the role is. I think yeah. that's, that's kind of the challenge with this show in particular because people are so excited. Like, it's one of those shows that's amazing to perform because the audience is so excited to be there because it's such a cult classic. Yeah, And so everyone's fun. like, oh, my God, I know exactly what's going to happen, but I'm so keen just to be blown away, you know? Yeah, totally. But, yeah, I guess, mm. yeah, part of me being nervous is because, yeah, I know people, as soon as they hear the start of Candy Store, they'll be like, oh, here it is, here it comes. And yeah. meanwhile, yeah. I'm like, don't run out of breath. Oh, my gosh, I'm so nervous. <laughs> so... <laughs> so. Yeah, just creating my own version is, yeah, it's definitely fun and challenging for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, we're going to jump into a Heather's themed game now. (gasps) Oh my gosh. (laughs) And what this is, is we decided not to do a lyric challenge because the lyrics are super memorable in this show. Mm. And instead we're doing, um, I guess, lines or quotes from the show and you're going to be guessing who in the show says them. Okay. Um, Have fun. <laughs> I'm so stressed. <laughs> I have not even looked at the script of this for so long, so it's going to be really, really funny. Because like, I, I feel like okay. I will know who it is, but like I won't know who it is. Look, <laughs> I like, think... I've heard that line. Yeah. So I, I struggled to find lines from the show that weren't like really quotable lines. So I feel like you guys have totally got this. But, Eliza, you will be starting. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> it's very simple. 
Who says greetings and salutations? Oh, JD. Yes. <laughs> nice. Yes. <laughs> oh my was, gosh. Going it was strong. very hard to find things that I w- wasn't like, I couldn't include anything that Heather Chandler says because everything is just like, you know, it's her. It's so iconic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sabrina. Yes. Jesus, I'm on the freaking bus again because all my rides are dead. Heather McNamara. Yeah, that's correct. <gasps> <Yes>! <laughs> my favorite thing was when I looked at that, it originally didn't say which Heather. I just knew it was the yellow Heather. Yeah. And trying to <laughs> then look up which one's yellow. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Eliza. Mm-hmm. I brought sparkling cider. Oh my god. Oh, Martha. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure this is said to Veronica. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There you go. I was like thinking, okay, who's got sparkling cider? Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is so Sabrina. fun. What's your damage? I'm going to say Veronica. Yes. yes. She says it's Heather Jude. Oh my god. At a point. <laughs> I would not have guessed that. How bad is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She does indeed. Now, for the tiebreaker, because I knew this would be a tiebreaker, you are going to be finishing some lyrics. So I will give you the first chunk of the lyric, and you will, once I've finished, I will count you down, and you will buzz in with your name to see who, who, who will win. Okay. So, the lyric is, Fine, we're damaged, really damaged. Three, two, yeah, no, go for it. (laughs) But that does not make us wise. Yes. Oh "Oh, gosh, which version is this? Yeah, I was like, wait, which one is this? That was my thing when I was picking it because I was like, it happens so many times. It does. Which one is this? Yeah. <laughs> well, go Sabrina. That was awesome. Thank you. Sabrina, I'm glad I got those. You won. That would have been a bit of a worry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you did well. You have won the Heather's quote challenge for today. Your prize yeah. is the knowledge that you won. Um, okay. So congratulations. <laughs> she is the ultimate Heather. <laughs> well, I guess on a completely different note to Heather's, um, you have done a lot of other stuff, obviously, in your career so far, and. And you've actually done a range of Pac-Man productions, including Mamma Mia and We Will Rock You. What was it like being a part of two of what can be referred as the the two big mega musicals? Um, what did you learn about being a part of these productions? Uh, well, first of all, I love ABBA and Queen music, so that was really fun. <laughs> yes. Um, and <laughs> both Mamma Mia and We Will Rock You are such fun, high-energy shows, Um Mamma Mia was my first show with a 17-show run over the three weeks. So that was really good to get a taste of what it's like, you know, if you were to be in a big main stage show um, and building up the stamina and, you know, getting into a routine of going to a theatre every day. Um, That was really interesting. I really loved it. Definitely confirmed I do love it. So that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And also I loved working with the industry professionals who were playing all the lead roles and obviously the creative team as well. Um, I think it's really great to be part of a show with people who you look up to and who you can learn from. Um, I really loved working. She was in both shows that I did um, with Deborah Kryzak. 
I just adore her. I hope she listens to this because I love her <laughs> so much. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I'm her, her mini-me. She's also a tall blonde, so um, yeah, I remember seeing her in a chorus line like quite a while ago um, when I was pretty young and I looked at her and was like, oh, I could be her. And then now mm. I've like done two shows with her and, you know, we're friends now. Like, wow, that is so cool. So, yeah, I guess <laughs> that's what I really liked about being in those shows. The full circle moments where you come back and you're like, you're younger, you would have absolutely pinched yourself that you're talking or hanging out with this person. You're like, I cannot believe this is where my life is headed. It's like what you want. Like, yeah. that's your dream. Yeah. But, but then for that to be realized, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I know. Pinch me. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously everyone is everyone is very different um but i know that there are a lot of people with the attitude of once you do a show with one production company um like with like smaller like community or pro-am productions once you do a production with one production company you don't necessarily come back to that um but obviously you've done two now with packerman and what keeps drawing you back to them so many reasons. Um, the qualities of the shows are amazing. Um, you get to perform at Riverside Theatre, which is beautiful and huge. Um, you get to make friends with like-minded, talented people, which is just the best. And you get to learn from the professionals you work with who are in the cast and who are in the creative team. And you get 17 shows. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. And, yeah, everyone's just so professional and lovely and yeah, it's just a really nice company to work with. Yeah. And it really yeah. gives, seems like it gives you a real taste of what um, the professional industry can give you as well in the terms of like the number of shows and the quality of production as well, which is what what's good to be reassuring to go, oh, I can do this. This is, yeah. this is a career I can do. Yeah, totally. And even going from the rehearsal rooms to tech week and you're like, in the theatre and you hear the band and you see the lights and you're like, whoa, this is massive. Like, wow, I'm in a big show. This is cool. (laughs) I feel like Packerman shows are are such a great um, experience. Um, Even just seeing them, they're such a great experience because they do feel of a main stage quality. They do, yeah. Yeah, it's great, like, even being in the ensemble and, like, it's awesome. I'll do it again, for sure. Mamma Mia is one of those ones that being in the ensemble is probably, it's one of those shows that it's the best feeling being in the ensemble for that because the dancing itself is incredible. You're singing to ABBA, like, what can, what else can go wrong there? You're really just living your best life. Yeah, (laughs) so good. Um, And also, I guess now you've actually been accepted into the Stella Adler Academy of Performing Arts in Los Angeles. What has initially drew you to continue your training overseas and when do you hope to actually head over to start your studies? (laughs) Good question. (laughs) Um, Well, yeah, so I went to AIM for the two years and did the Bachelor of Musical Theatre. And then after that, I did a year at the Hub Studio in Sydney um, and did the Actors Ensemble, which was the theatre and then screen acting as well. And you had a whole bunch of different coaches. And while studying there, I realised I love screen acting. And I thought I should get some more training in it. So, and then I had a couple of friends who actually went to Stella Adler in LA for the six week summer course. And they spoke really highly of it. And 
I've always wanted to live in another city um, just for life experience. So I told one of my friends about the course that I wanted to do and she was keen too. And so I said, okay, how about if we both get in, we'll go together. And then we did. We we auditioned oh. in 2019 and we were both accepted and into the 10-week summer program. So it was meant to be May until August in 2020. Um, obviously, COVID happened just before that. So we couldn't go, but we deferred the course hoping to go in 2021. Unfortunately, it didn't <laughs> happen again this year. Um, yes. But yeah, I don't know. Hopefully we'll go soon one day. I'm still excited. I, I'd still love to do it, but I don't know when I'll do it yet. Yeah. it's. Yeah. I guess it's one of those things of, of traveling overseas and getting the experience from uh, people who are training in what you love from people who are in a different industry and also a different country. Like you can mm. learn different things from them. Yeah. I feel like studying in America would be so different to studying in Australia. Like just yeah, yeah. the people it's, there are so different. It is definitely. I did um, the summer intensive in New York with the American Academy of Dramatic Arts a couple yeah. of years ago now, 2019, I think. And you definitely have expectations and it's completely different, but like in all yeah. in all the best ways. Um, and it's definitely very, very different to Australia. Obviously, I did music theatre, um, but still the audition, like, you know, just, just everything. Everything is entirely different there and you don't expect it to be. But obviously, what can you expect when all you've seen is stuff on TV or you've only auditioned in one particular country. So I think it's definitely, yeah. if you're able to, it's definitely worth it doing because it you, you learn so much and you meet so many amazing, amazing different people with different experiences. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to do that? That just sounds great yeah. to me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and obviously you are currently performing, as we said earlier, in one of your dream roles. But what is another dream show or dream role for you? I feel like a lot of people relate to this, but Wicked was the show that made me go, oh, I want to do musical theatre. <laughs> I know. Yes. I've already listened to your podcast and a lot of people have said that. <laughs> yes. Everyone says Wicked. But honestly, I saw it and I was like, wow, this is, I want to do that. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, definitely Alpha Bar one day. Um, yes. And Waitress is another personal fave. I listen to that soundtrack probably every day. And I was lucky enough to see it on Broadway in 2018 and it was just incredible. So, yeah. And it was meant to come to Australia, but it never did. But, um, yeah, that was yeah. the weirdest There's process. a lot of I remember, things around yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of us auditioned for it and yeah. then it was just like, it was non-existent anymore. And it was a yeah. bit like, oh, okay. 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 Well, try again later. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Next time it comes around. <laughs> I can definitely see you in Waitress, actually. You could do a great Jenna. <gasps> I can see you. that in your future. Oh, I'm, dream. I'm, um, that would be for you. the dream. <laughs> now, this is our, actually, sadly, our last question of the podcast episode today. But it's kind of a big one also. But what advice would you give to those who are struggling to find their place in the industry? Honestly, when you two asked me to join this podcast, I was very flattered, but also shocked because I was like, wow, what words of wisdom do I have? What will I tell people? <laughs> <laughs> because you've interviewed so many people who I look up to in the industry. 
And I guess I want to say to anyone who's listening, who's wondering like how to get into main stage musicals. I mean, I haven't got there, but just wait. I will. Like, watch this oh, space. You will. <laughs> watch this space, everyone. <laughs> it's all about the hustle. And I feel like I'm one of those people who's constantly working on myself and my skills. And I think if you really want it that much, then it will happen for you because it has to. And it not working out isn't an option. So yeah. this will. And I think you just have to love the journey, the auditions, the dance classes you go to, even when you're intimidated, and the singing lessons when you cry to your singing teacher the whole time and it turns into a therapy session. <laughs> that is That's so me, like, relatable. Pretty much every single time. Yeah. Um, and like the acting courses when you just meet strangers and then you start crying and being vulnerable in front of them too. I sound like I cry a lot. I mean, actually, yeah, I do. I do cry a lot. <laughs> it kind of is an indicator that that's, that's kind of important. Yeah, we're in touch with our emotions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's I fun. mean, you've got to love the hustle of working really long hours in your retail job you probably don't really care about, but you need to support yourself. So mm. um, I was working mm. in a full-time retail job um, and I quit that so I could work casually so I would have flexibility to go to auditions and rehearsals and do shows. So I think performers will understand that to us it, performing isn't just a job it's part of who we are and we base our whole lifestyle around that. And I think we're in this industry because we just simply love it. And because being on stage is the best feeling in the world. That is very, very true. I love that. There's a great words of wisdom from, um, from you today. And honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to chat to you and just, just talk about uh, all the things that you've gotten to do so far and have a little chat about, what we love we love music theater and and um very excited about heathers when it came out i absolutely was just like oh my gosh i can't believe someone's putting on a good production of heathers like this is awesome (laughs) i'm really sad that i can't get down to sydney and see it but i know that a lot of people listening to this will be coming to watch so make sure you get your tickets guys but before we leave we actually are going to do a little bit of a bedtime story so what that involves is it's any stage mishap anything that's happened to you so far in any show you've been in that you might want to share with everyone Okay, I actually struggled to come up with a bedtime story. Um, but <laughs> this one wasn't on stage, thankfully. It was in a dance class. So does that count? Is that yes. Oh, that Absolutely. totally okay. counts. Totally it was still embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we love it. <laughs> I was in a, a technique dance class at AIM, and it was at 9am first thing, and I was a bit dusty from a college party the night before, and I was wearing socks, <laughs> big mistake, and we were doing kicks down the room, like in the diagonal. And I fell backwards onto my hands and my bum. And I broke both of my wrists. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I've broken my wrist. And my teacher was like, no, you haven't. I've seen people break their wrist before. You haven't broken your wrist. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to take myself to hospital. So I did. And long story short, I came back to uni the next day with two casts on like one on each wrist <laughs> and my teacher was like oh, I'm so sorry I didn't believe you and everyone's just laughing because it was pretty funny it was painful but oh it was my funny God. um so yeah that was embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> I can't like, believe you broke trust me to do that <laughs> I can't believe you like broke two both. <laughs> yeah like... 
It that's gross. Oh my god. I know. I've I've broken one wrist and that's enough. Like one is two. Definitely that's enough. just. That's enough. Like two. You can't do anything. I know. I have to wear thongs. I had to go to the hairdresser <laughs> to get them to wash my hair because I couldn't wash my own hair. Like it was. I had to wear no. clothes that were just easy to put on. It was just. It was so painful. So ridiculous. And How you can't long? even make yourself dinner. Like yeah. Oh my gosh. How long? How long yeah. Was the process? Um, six weeks. Oh my god. Yeah. That which doesn't seem time. like long in terms of when you break something, but when it's like both of like your most useful appendages. Yeah. That's a very long time. To be fair though, actually this is probably getting a bit boring now, but I had um like the first couple of weeks was like those really rigid casts you can't take off. And yeah. then after that I was like, I can't deal with this. So then I got those ones you can like take off, you know, if you're like yeah. having a shower or mm. having to do stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my it wasn't gosh. that bad, but it was it was just embarrassing. Yeah. No, that's oh, that's that is that's a great fair. story. There you go. You can break bones. You can break wrists. But don't wear socks in your dance classes yeah, when you're trying to do high socks. kicks, guys. No. No. <laughs> don't drink the night before. <laughs> I feel like it's a mix of things, but the main takeaway is don't drink the night before and don't wear socks in a dance class. Yeah. Um, Try to be coordinated. On, especially on those floors at AIM, they were always super slippery. I know. I don't know why I did that. Anyway. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for sharing that hilarious bedtime story with us. And thank you so much for coming on today. Um, Now, guys, if you want tickets to see Heathers, I had a look. Tickets are still currently available, but I believe they are selling out super fast. Um, So actually, by the time this episode comes out, you will probably be sold out. I'm manifesting the fact that you will hopefully be sold out by this point in time. But if you were not, guys, head over to Ticketech to get tickets for Heather's the Musical, as well as follow Sabrina on social media to keep up with her escapades in theatre at Sabrina Kirkham on Instagram, as well as Sabrina Kirkham Music. We will have them all linked down below in the description. But thank you so much again, Sabrina, for coming on today. I hope I hope it wasn't too nerve-wracking. No, thank you so much for having me. It was actually so fun. And yeah, I, I wasn't that nervous. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Good. That's what, that's what we like to hear. But anyway, you guys, thank you so, so much for being here with us today. Uh, but until next time, stay happy, healthy and safe. And we will see you then. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.